Kels, I was going to be using free period to work on my truck. Troy said, I've got five new recipes to nail for my family science final. Zeke added, Kelsey looked crestfallen. Sorry. She said quietly. (laughs) I just thought since it was the last show, everyone would want to do it. Gabriella hadn't said anything. She chose this moment to step forward. Hey, listen up. Kelsey's right. We should do this. She looked around at her friends. Jason, Taylor, Martha, and I can help you study. Zeke, we're your official tasters. This is our last chance to do something together. All of us. Something really fun. Welcome to Authorized Crems, a slow IV drip of content to keep you just addicted enough to stick around until Authorized Season 3. Also, accidentally, a process by which we slowly but surely become Disney shells, jumping from 102 Dalmatians to Cheetah Girls to East High's Touching Swan Song. And maybe we'll go back in time at East High at some point. I hope so. (laughs) Me too. Crumbs are faithful junior novelizations that add some winning moments and capably handle the absence of the film's big musical numbers by replacing them with lines like, he smiled, or they played around like they were kids. Crumbs make the best of the disadvantage of losing the charisma of a film's cast and crew. We are your hosts, a loose coalition of novelization enthusiasts. My name is Hannah Blackman. I'm Andrew Marco. And I'm Andrew Overby. High School Musical 3 is a 2008 film directed by Kenny Ortega. Two Kenny Ortega movies in a row, either concluding now or about to happen. He's the goat. (laughs) When episodes come out is kind of unclear. He rules. A master. An auteur. (laughs) I I am firmly in the Kenny Ortega rules camp now. (laughs) It is. Did you know he choreographed the, um, the parade sequence in Ferris Bueller? Yes. And he directed Newsies and Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And what those are, Descendants Disney films. Yeah. I, you know, I pulled that up and I was like, he directed the Oscar winning The Descendants. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Never mind. It is the third film in the trilogy and the only one to be released theatrically. The film follows Troy Bolton, Gabriela Montez, and their returning entourage of friends as they plan a musical that will, hopefully, encapsulate the joys, memories, and looming anxieties of their senior year of high school. The junior novel, High School Musical 3, was written by N.B. Grace, based on the screenplay by Peter Barsaccini. And I texted Hannah and Marco about this. But when I saw that name, I was like, I have seen this name before. Peter Barsaccini. But where? But where? This guy who wrote all three High School Musical movies. This guy novelized Mission Impossible. What? (laughs) What a resume. He's a hero. Yeah, we will definitely hit that um, Mission Impossible novelization at some point. It was published by Disney Enterprises Incorporated in 2008. And now you may be wondering, who is N.B. Grace? Well, let me tell you a little bit about Suzanne Harper. 
Suzanne Harper is a children's author best known for her series, The Unseen World of Poppy Malone, as well as the teen romance The Juliet Club, which sees a recently dumped Shakespeare enthusiast looking for love while studying the bard's works overseas. Harper, nice. yeah, it sounds very akin to our Jane Austen book club. <laughs> Seems like something we could we could cover. Harper, <laughs> Harper adopted the pen name N.B. Grace specifically for the several high school musical books she wrote. Uh, interestingly, she did not, or she did put her real name on other Disney tie-in novels like Hannah Montana Swept Up and Hannah Montana In the Loop to speak nothing of Hannah Montana Rock the Wave. I'm not even touching that one. <laughs> Our guest today, a friend of mine from the past, still the present, although, you know, as we we grow apart geographically, you know, you think of people as being from the past, even though they, they in truth live in your heart. Uh, an actor, uh, a, a human being, a great, uh, a, a great friend. Uh, this started out informative it kind of became like a twitter bio when i hit that human being thing now it's just sort of fallen apart um a person of incredible talent ali freed uh ali how are you doing today hi i'm doing well I'm, I'm happy to be here with all of you discussing um a relic from my past certainly i was gonna ask as a person who has lived in the world during the time that these movies were released what yeah. was your relationship to High School Musical sort of as they were coming out? Sure. I mean, I remember that they they felt like sort of a cultural event. I mean, I remember that they that the second one, which I know we're not talking about, um, was released Cannot at be the mentioned. end of... Sure. was released at the end of my eighth grade year, and we had sort of a party, a release party to watch it at my friend's house. Um, and so we sort of this this was timed with the end of school and summer vacation and the movie was about summer vacation. So I felt like it very closely paralleled my own life. I'm pretty sure I saw the third one in the theaters, if I'm remembering correctly. What was the general pulse of the room at the high school musical two launch party? Were people thrilled with the product they got? Were they disappointed? I think people were thrilled, um, if memory serves. You know, there there are sort of cast favorites, right? I felt, well, we could get into that later, but who, who, what characters really resonate with us. Um, but, you know, I think that, that the, the love story was there. Everyone loved Zac Efron, was my memory, that all the girls mm -hmm. loved him. Let's do this right now. Just no explanation. Who does everyone identify with in the High School Musical cast? Allie, start us off. I can't explain why. Okay, well, then give explanation. Okay. Well, I, I don't have to. Um, I feel like I appreciate Sharpay's ambition, right? That she's sort of painted as a villain or a or power hungry. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate her her, her drive and um, chutzpah, to use a, you know, a, a different word. I think that the work ethic of pretty much everyone at this school is incredible. Yes, I think that that's true. I, if it just to do a little bit of a hit piece on Sharpay, um, really hot. Take. She's mean. I think Sharpay's a little mean. No, it's she is mean. Her idea of success is to the exclusion of other people's opportunity. Like That's her, her plans are always like, how can I make sure that Troy can't audition, or how do I make sure that you know the songs that he is going to get 
through his own kindness or whatever, because he has these friendships. How can I steal those friendships away so they're my songs? I think that her approaches are kind of in bad faith, if that makes sense. I think it's kind of shocking she never learns her lesson ever <laughs> across three movies. Like, I don't <laughs> think she ever learns to be nicer. But or... doesn't she learn her lesson at the end of this one? Am I smart? I mean, barely. I think if she had gotten the Juilliard scholarship, she would have been like, suck it, losers. Like, I right. don't foresee her being like, no, I don't deserve it, you know? So I just watched all these movies for the first time. For the first time. I think, wow. I, think I had seen the basketball dance number, number from right. one. And Who I had it? seen right. basically the third act of two. I had seen Zac Efron do his, like, I am in crisis. I am dancing on the golf course song. Mm, bet on it. Through to the end. Yes. Um, and I had ne- I'd seen not a frame of three. That that movie was completely was new. new to me. Um, and it seems to me, like, I remember when two came out, speaking of, you know, your two launch party. I remember my cousin, who was, like, six years younger than me, was like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I The first one, it was just so fun. And the second one everyone's at odds the whole time like they're fighting and and i didn't like it as much and it's like interesting good point they've sacrificed the vibe at the at the expense of plot and um two's the best one for sure like having now seen them yeah it's amazing it's the empire that's for sure i you know andrew i'm surprised you didn't see high school musical three in the theaters in what was your senior year of high school october 2008 Mm -hmm. and you know, I know you were busy directing Edward Albee plays and starring in Tennessee Williams plays, but I really feel like <laughs> this is the art you should have been focusing on at that time. Yeah, it, I don't want to focus too much on my own journey, but the thing I will say about these movies is that we have now accidentally done like a unofficial Disney miniseries where we're just doing a bunch of Disney movies. And right. most of them, I feel like this weird old man or I'll watch like the cheetah girls and I'll be like, it's yeah, I get it, but it's not for me. And I think certain things about it are kind of bad. And I feel like a Scrooge. Um, I just unabashedly thought these were great and vibrant and exciting. Good. Good. Aww. Yeah. So. I would have canceled you if you'd been like, they're bad. I'm not into it. I'd be like, we're done. I can't do this anymore. Andrew, who did you identify with in the East high wildcats community? Uh, I think I probably identified with Ryan the most. Huh. Um, like, I don't think that I filled that sort of social position in high school. I don't feel like I, like, was playing second fiddle to someone or, or anything like that. But his just sort of, like, you know, he wants to please everyone, and he so obviously has love for everyone and I, I definitely felt like that in high school. I was just sort of like social butterfly, but in a clumsy way where I was like, and now I'll go over here, and now I'll go over here. Like sort of to the detriment where you're like, if you're this people-pleasing obsessed, it's actually kind of um, sycophantic, you know? Sure. I guess I just put sure. myself down pretty Hannah, bad. Hannah, what about you? Um, I, I think I kind of relate most to Zeke. Who's just like easygoing, wants to bake, wants to kiss a girl, you know, wants to like find love in high school. Like I love, like him a lot. I don't know. I'm always drawn to him. I don't think I relate to any of the main characters, <laughs> but I like Zeke and I feel, I feel for him. 
Uh, you know, so if I had to choose a relate, that's the direction I would go. I mean, I would love to have Zeke as a friend. Sure. That's for sure. He's, despite, you know, the first movie of, and I know we're not, we're talking about the third one, but the first one where they're all sort of like, Zach, Troy can't, you know, do all this musical theater. He's a basketball boy. Zeke is the most empathetic to his situation because he has exterior interests beyond the basketball team. Which I respect. I think in a lot of ways I'm a Kelsey. Hmm, you sure. Know, I, yeah. I love. I mean, I wrote musicals in high school and college. Nothing on the level of Kelsey's compositions, of course. So I definitely have a bit of Kelsey. Um, I don't know if there's anyone in the main six, and I even hate to call it the main six. Yeah. How because, would you define the main six? Like I don't even. Well, it's if the I, guys if, on the poster. It's but the it shouldn't six of them. be. I mean, in the first oh, movie, Kelsey see. is absolutely... Kelsey should always be in the five. No, I disagree. She is important. I know you're big on Kelsey. I'm she not big on Kelsey. She is more important than Taylor McKessie. Uh, in that, she writes songs and hands them to people. <laughs> like, she's never part of the story. She's never part of conflict. Right. She's just there to be like, guys, I wrote you a song. She's sort and of a, Kelsey she's a prop, right. She serves the important role of being a beard in the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me started on the crimes that Disney That's true. has enacted in the High School Musical franchise against Ryan and Kelsey. Um, I mean, I have nothing against Kelsey. I'm pro Kelsey, but she is not a main six. I think Taylor maybe doesn't belong there. I grant. Who would maybe be Taylor your sixth doesn't. person, though? Nobody. It's five, maybe. It's like... You know, two couples and Chad. God love Chad. Who's the third so, wheel? That's so his deal. perfectly named Chad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's a real shame that these movies were made 15 years ago, and Chad and Ryan could not have some sort of more ambiguous relationship of some kind. Because I mean, we only ever say that because of the one dance number in two. Wait, which one is They that? don't ever share scenes together otherwise. I don't dance. The baseball scene, uh, I don't dance, where they dance off and then end up changing clothes with each other. Okay. Well, I mean, the series has very severe amnesia, movie to movie, because High School Musical 1 and High School Musical 2 are essentially the same movie. I describe them in my re review as almost Evil Dead-esque, where you're just... The conflicts of the first movie are erased, Replayed. and no one's character arcs are... Yeah, they all start basically over again. And as Andrew sort of highlighted in his review is that, like, High School Musical 3, he doesn't feel has conflict. I don't... Where is Troy going to go to yeah, school? Where is Troy What's gonna he going to choose? What's going to happen with Gabriella? Will she choose Stanford? Yeah. You know, I, who's getting the Juilliard scholarship? Will the play Are they going to pull off the musical? Yeah. We know they're going to pull off the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it's a big conflict, but it's part of the movie. Sure. But it it is, like... I don't know. What I like about the third one is that it maintains something from the second one. Like, Chad is no longer... I mean, people are still like... It's not that they don't like musicals. It's that they don't feel they have the time for the musical. Is it's, there, it's not their first priority, which right. is okay. Right. And But the things from High School Musical 2 seem to, you know, kind of carry over, you know... Uh, Sharpay is no longer trying to get with Troy in a relationship sense. She's more just trying to like promote herself. I feel. When did that? I'm for, so now I'm forgetting. Where did the sort of like Sharpay is 
chasing after Troy romantically. It, when did that it's end? It's in the first movie. Right. I remember the sort of like where she's close to his locker and she's like, see you there, you know? Yeah. It, and and the then second- two, she spends the entire movie being like, you work at my oh, club. You're doing things with me. Spend yes. time with me. What if we kissed? Uh, and then at the end, she just sort of decides like, okay, I give up. Yeah. I mean, it, it culminates when he sees her, he like envisions her in a wedding dress and freaks out. Uh, Cause he's always very pro, you know, Gabriella. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I think at the end of two, everyone's sort of just like all for one, you know, the summer's just begun. And they they have kind of moved past the differences that the hardships of the summer brought on them. And then in three, everybody's friends. Sharpay is still mean, but she's not trying to kick anybody out of the musical. She is trying to steal Troy's singing voice from like his partnership with Gabriella. But like she still gets her own two numbers, right. it seems like. Well, the interesting thing She's is, okay. is that I think like Sharpay then has there's sort of stakes for Sharpay in the form of the girl. Oh, what's the girl's name again? Her her assistant. I forget. Her, her she has her the, real the name British is like girl. the most British name ever. It's like Tiara. Gemma Mackenzie. Is that actress actually British? There's something about the the performance. So I didn't read the book. I was not asked to. I only rewatched the movies and felt the deepest joy of my life. Sure. But that girl's performance Same. is like not good. And I thought her British accent was fake. <laughs> so whoops. How mad do you think that girl was to transfer from the London Academy of Dramatic Arts to this nothing high school in New Mexico? Well, I don't think it's that it's nothing. Uh, clearly, the budgets and the quality are insane at East High. I mean, I think that's going to drop off the moment Kelsey graduates. She's producing like but they, they high had quality music beforehand because in High School Musical 1, Kelsey is in her first. That's the first time Kelsey is allowed to compose for the musical. That's true. But Ryan and Sharpay have starred and stuff before. There's clearly some amount of talent. Miss well, they Darvis, also used Hesway. to do things that weren't original shows. Did they? I Yes, because there's a point where Sharpay and Ryan are like, we did Romeo and Juliet. No, no, that's Taylor They did a something. Talking theoretically about if, if no, she no, could kick out her brother, they would, she would play I remember Romeo that. I truly do. But I also believe there is something to imply that they have done that. They, the two of them did Romeo and Juliet. Sure. I don't want to fight about it, but let's go back and rewatch High School Musical 1. And we oh, can should we start over again? It's there. Great. See you guys in nine hours. <laughs> um, which I think is gross and weird. Ryan and what, Sharpay it? have a weird thing going. Well, if the first movie is to be believed, they're the only actors who audition who have any sort of talent. Because it's kind of every- shocking they have a theater program at all, given the limited amount of interest they seem to have. So I was taking a long contemplative silence. So affecting were your uh, observations that I, I really just had to sit with them for a while. And um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up that was said probably five minutes ago is these are not at all the same film. And that's an insane thing for Marco to have said. Uh, did we cover how that's insane? Did we backlash? I mean, I don't that? think that two? any. I don't think one and two are the same film. I'm not. But I think lie. They, they play a lot of the same beats. In what way? Dramatically. Dramatically, I think, you know, Troy is put through the same hardships of like his team and his girl sort of having at odds, doubts about his, you know, his loyalty to them and things like that. I think Sharpay. I mean. The second one's better. The sh- the second one does so many more things because the first one is just grease. Sure. And the second one at least adds sort of the, you know, 
how does this apply to like Troy has to like decide like is my college basketball career worth all the things I'm doing, especially as a five seven man, you know, he's probably not gonna have much of a career. I think the first movie is a fall in love movie, and I don't just mean that with Troy and Gabriella. I mean the first movie is a like we have something special here movie where where characters are going oh, maybe if I tried theater, that would be something that would enrich my life. Like, it's a movie about discovery. And the second movie is the I'm in a relationship and the relationship, like that, like being in a relationship itself is tough movie. Sure. Balancing friends and friends and work and my job and all of that. Yeah, and figuring out that, like, once you get past the honeymoon phase of and I'm I'm speaking both of his relationship and of his relationship to theater. Oh, once you get past the honeymoon phase, it's like you have to figure out how that falls in with the priorities elsewhere in your life. So sure. the second movie is I am this new version of myself. I am and by the way, it's like one of my favorite lines from three is you're like five different people. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? I used to be 10 different people. Remember when we were kids? It's like maybe my favorite line in the trilogy. But he discovers a new mode of himself in this first movie. And then in the second movie, he has to reckon with, I am still those other things. And how do these all work together? Um, mm-hmm. So I think those are two completely different trajectories. I, I will say, even though I'm a, a big defender of how they're, they're unique movies... I will say that I do think it's kind of messed up that the first two movies are so obsessed with Troy's decisions and Troy's future. And then the third movie kind of just tacks on, oh, we care about Gabriella too. She's got stuff going on. She's definitely not just his girlfriend. Right. right. Hey, Gabriella has her own problems in one where she's like, do I do the mathletes or do I try to be a cool girl for the first time in my life? There were also is being a musical person, a cool girl at this school. It's it's unclear until the third movie when everyone's obsessed with Sharpay, whether theater is even on the radar of the rest of the school. I mean, the first two movies, everyone seems pretty like, okay, we don't like you guys and we're not interested in your theatrical endeavor. Right. So I, I'm glad that it takes off for them. I also think year. there's sort of a plot hole that comes up in the third, wherein, I don't know about you all, I don't remember there being in high school an opportunity to like leave high school for months and go yes! to some sort of like yes. program when you're a senior in high school at the college that's a problem to. with I, the story like there's, like a, there's sometimes pre-orientations in like august, august where you go to right. school so I'm like, early. what the hell is she doing like she I, what the hell is stanford <laughs> right. doing i ali i had that exact thought i was like she's getting kidnapped like if someone <laughs> if someone at yeah. the school is like oh yeah we really want you at this college here come study with me during your senior year it's like she is getting tricked (laughs) (laughs) that feels like if you disappeared for the last two months of high school they wouldn't let you graduate in the third one also her conflict is just like in the first two movies gabriella has a reason to be upset with troy and sing a sad song you know he's kind of belittled her in the first movie in the second one he's ignored all the things that he sort of upheld in the previous film sure in the third one she's just sort of like you know, goodbyes are hard, hard, and I don't want to come back to prom and enjoy life. I just want to be. I can't Stanford. believe you're being so hard on these movies, Marco. Like I know, they're, I'm I, they're my favorite trilogy. 
I think that Gabriella, a girl who we have been told has moved every summer for the past like 10 years for her to be like, you know, now that I've moved again, going back is just going to make this worse for me. I've done this a bunch of times. I know how to handle it for myself and this is how to do it. I respect that. It's sad. I'm sad for her, but I respect her decision making. But she's the one who forced everyone into the musical. And then yeah, because it was the right thing for everybody to do. (laughs) And she didn't know she was going to get the thing, the summer program or whatever. I mean, I'm glad she gets to do it all, right? She ends up being able to do the summer program and go to prom and perform in the musical and graduate high school. No one ever. They definitely go to prom. We never see actual prom. Wait. We only see the stage version of prom. I know this, but Troy goes to pick her up and then they like gun it home so that they can do the musical. And then I think prom is the same night. (laughs) I do think that Gabriella has real reason to be pissed at Troy in the third movie. I'm going to bristle at that. Tell me why. She very healthily sets boundaries at the end of the movie. Now, you know, is she making the right choice? Who's to say, but she is like, I have gone through, you know, XYZ thing and and I'm not ready to say goodbye three more times and I'm going to stay where I am. And it's not super cool that he's like, you know what, I would like to force this happy ending on us. I mean, that he goes to her, I think, is very sweet. That he then yeah, is like, you're coming out. back is maybe the he part that I would love. He reads her, which is, which is what kind of redeems it. Um, and then he decides to change still, where he's going to college based on her yeah that see it feels to me like i get that she goes through a crisis where she's like should i stay with him like what like this is this is the most important thing in my life like should i keep it going i get that but it still feels like at the end of the movie he decides that they are staying together when she is very obviously going through a journey of learning to decouple Mm. i don't know they never have a breakup conversation, though. She just says goodbye a bunch of times and then leaves the state. Like, she's never like, I don't think we should date anymore. She No, but she basically decides, like, she's like, I'm going to tell my mom we should stay in Albuquerque. And then they move halfway through the school year. Well, once she she has the, like, I think I'm going to stay in Albuquerque conversation before she gets into the summer program, right? Yeah. So what she's, uh, she's going job? through a lot. I don't know, but what her company the moves her a lot. Because Sometimes Troy, they act like Troy's mom is dead, and she is not. <laughs> well, she's clearly making all of the money because he's not making that salary as a basketball coach to live in their mansion. Touche. I don't know. It's New Mexico. I don't know if it took a ton of money in 2008 to have a mansion. Not when, to be um, rude to my current state. When Troy's mom shows up in the third one, I was like, this lady's alive? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she's got a line in the first two movies. Okay, I guess. I, I mean, I get you. that Troy's main relationship is with his dad. That's okay. Basketball dad. <laughs> yes. Allie, <laughs> you and I read this junior novelization, High School Musical 3 by N.B. Grace. Sure. Uh, what did you think of this this novel that is definitely for sure for children? Yeah. So what did I think of it? Um, I I was an English major in college. So I think that, and a theater major. So sort of a double major. I was going to say surely a double. Yeah. Surely a double. And so I think that I'm, there's no better person to discuss this than me. This was my first (laughs) junior novel that I've ever read. 
Um, and so that was interesting. Um, what did I think of it? Uh, I think it, it st- stood true. It adhered quite closely to the movie. Um, I, I did not rewatch the movie prior to making this, recording this, this episode with all of you, but I have seen it. Though it sounds like you know the series quite well. Oh, sure. I mean, of course. Uh, and, and so I think that, you know, reading the junior novel, I found the movie just really coming back to me so closely. Did it adhere to the, you know, to the, to the film? Um, I was fascinated by how quickly plot lines went back and forth. Like when we're, when we're at Stanford with Gabriella, it's like a paragraph about how she's there. And then it says, you know, then she, she was thinking of her friends and then we're immediately in a different scene. There's no sort of inner, inner work on in her, you know, the chapters cover a lot in this book. Yes. Like there'll be like what you would think would be four chapters in a chapter. The chapters are, are just long. I think Hannah, they're like, that you you flip forward to be like oh i'm gonna knock out a a chapter of high school musical three senior year and you're like this junior novelization's next chapter is 20 pages yeah like it's just pretty it moves fast and the chapters are long i want to say there's like maybe 10 chapters in the entire book um i think i can run down say knock this out like you had to spend hours on this book (laughs) i have been reading this book for weeks it has just been slow going. I mean, like, I'm looking up words every second paragraph, trying to even understand what's going on. I, I, I think I could knock out the major differences between the book and the movie pretty quickly, because there are very few. So the first one is, let me, let me find the page number. First one, probably the best one, is uh, on page five of this book. We are yeah. at the... We're at the um, basketball game that begins the movie, which uh, from a screenwriting perspective, I think is terrific. From a story perspective, amazing idea to just be like, we are not doing basketball versus musical. We are getting rid of the basketball game in the first scene. Also, the first shot of the movie is like sweaty Zac Efron's beautiful face. And that's a great filmmaking decision. I was there in the theaters in October 2008, and it was cinema. Yeah, look, that was my freshman year of college, and I went to go see High School Musical 3 in a movie theater, and it was the best. It was the right call. This third movie is undeniably more cinematic than the first two, but I think it is to the film's detriment. I, I think that the the low-rent feeling of the Disney films really like the Disney Channel films really lends itself to like the joy of we're all just out here dancing like whatever and then when everybody's in spotlights in the third movie it makes it all feel much more isolated and I don't know the third movie feels very lonely to me in a way that I've I've been trying to kind of um grasp that the first two didn't feel lonely to you because because Allie the first two it's like these wide shots of people just like dancing in the cafeteria, dancing sure. at the country club, just like having a great time. The third movie is like made so well that it's like, let's do this tracking shot of Sharpay walking all the way across the cafeteria mm. or, and like literally, like I said, there's so many spotlights on individual people that I just didn't feel that this was a movie about a room full of people partying like the first two were. Well, I think it's not. 
The third one is very much about like everyone like finding their own path and then coming back together to crush the musical. It's okay that it's a little lonely and everybody has their own thing going on because at the end they come back together and they you get those big communal wide shots at graduation. Boom. You're right. You know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> I just didn't like it as much. I, I the third is definitely huh. my least favorite. Um, so here's the thing at the basketball game that's different. So <laughs> Coach, Coach Bolton gets up, gives his pep talk. Then after the pep talk, he does the thing where he's like, you know, Troy and Chad, give your pep talk. It's really Troy's pep talk. Chad just says, what team? Hey, they're co-captains, I think. Troy goes, at sort of out of nowhere, they've just given their pep talk, and he goes, did anyone actually wash their lucky socks? Troy asked, giving them all a serious stare. The same socks we've worn for three straight playoff games games we won small smiles appeared on everyone's faces as soon as they realized what troy's question was leading up to mine never left my locker all season chad said proudly i kept mine in my lunch bag jason added troy nodded satisfied zeke i vacuum packed mine zeke said with a laugh troy grinned that's what i'm talking about they're all really hyped about the socks and that's what helps them win the game that's fun that's a fun I don't even, thing. I can't imagine that would have been filmed. No, I I think because it transitions so well into the the song now or never in the film that mm-hmm. you you wouldn't want a like a a goofy joke to slow that down. Well, if you're not gonna have a song, you got to put something in there. I'm surprised Why there weren't more song lyrics to like, you know bridge the gap right but. you're really losing something i find in in the yeah. novelization by leaving out the songs because you're you're kind of getting you're losing a sense of the interior world of these of these kids especially when so many of these songs have lyrics that are like i'm lonely i don't know what to do how do i choose like they're very clear lyrics that you could translate into internal dialogue or regular dialogue. But when they do in the films, like in High School Musical 2, when they sing in the kitchen, work this out, and then Zach Efron's Troy Bolton says, so can we work this out? Are we all in this together? It sounds weird. Yeah, when but it wouldn't in a book. It would be more, it would be fine in a yeah. book. Maybe. So in the first two High School Musicals, there's songs that happen, and there's songs that don't happen. Like... You can tell that there are there are ones where like they sing and dance and then the thing that is said right after the song is actually what happened in external reality where they're like yeah let's let's do do that that we agreed to do in the song and you're like okay that song was just a representation. Um this is Overby's continual struggle with the concept of a musical. <laughs> Andrew Overby who starred in at least one musical in his life does yeah, not understand so, musicals. <laughs> so the the Funny thing about the junior novel, uh, Allie, I don't, I don't know if you, if, if, if this sort of bumped you the way it bumped me, but at the beginning, there's all these workarounds to be like, uh, oh, he felt this way instead of like putting the song there. They'll be like, Sharpay really wished that she had a lot of success, and they just like do that mm. instead of doing her big song. And then later in the book, it starts to become like, they just say that the people sang, <laughs> like, it just right. becomes like. Troy was singing, Gabriella was singing, even though he was on wherever, the treehouse, and she was on the balcony, it felt like they were next to each other. 
Yeah. I mean, you're you're right, Andrew, that High School Musical 3 has this sort of dilemma in which there are songs in High School Musical, like The Prom Number, that are always introduced as a diegetic song in the world. They're singing it in the musical. But then mm-hmm. songs like I Want It All and Now or Never, which are non-diegetic, that are, you know, happening in the way we think musical songs often happen, are later reprised in the Senior Spring Musical as actual songs that Kelsey has written. I think so, that's fun. I also want to say... I'm not saying it's not that, fun. I'm just saying that prom it poses sequence, a question that is not in the prior films. True. That prom sequence starts as if it is reality presented theatrically, and yes. then it is revealed to be part of the Spring Musical. And I just want to make that clear. I think it's a really fun thing that the movie does. There's also a... a- a thing in the movie where there's a song, I want to say it's Sharpay's song, um, the one I was just talking about with her and Ryan. I want it like, all. Dancing around, uh, yeah, talking about how they want things. And That's my favorite that, one, maybe. It's great. Oh, well, then, it's great. then, then go with it. What, what, what charms you about this, Allie? I think, well, there's such a common trope in, um, I'm getting meta here, but there's such a common trope in, in musical theater, right? Where there's the I want song, right? Which is where our hero or heroine, you know, has a number of, I just want love or I want to be understood or I want, you know, this type of thing. And, and I would even say that on the, on the, you know, high school to the credit of the high school musical songwriting team you know it really inverts that concept turns it on its head if you will of i i want it all right that's her i want song and it's i want for wanting's sake which is an interesting thing to think about i think it's fun that when they do that song in the musical it's only ryan ryan has taken that song for himself as the juilliard person says he's the choreographer he did a good job I know. I just love the Juilliard people have all these commentaries like yeah, they would they would have looked at the program before they got there. They keep like having like no object permanence being like that's Troy Bolton. This is the Look, the Juilliard thing is a nightmare. <laughs> There's a series of issues with that plot line and that like I don't think any of those people are in competition for with each other. No. They're in different right periods. divisions of Juilliard. And the idea yeah. that Juilliard would come to new mexico to, like to a to like that just i'm that's i'm not i'm sort of on mind with the stanford thing this series is all about scholarships in a world where every house we see is not a kid who would need a scholarship to college <laughs> but that's every true. one of these kids goes to school on scholarship except for jason who was apparently lucky to graduate high school which he's stupid as hell come on man a little i know it it's sad poor jason he, he has dreams too i'm sure I wanted this movie to end with Troy going to Juilliard and like there's an epilogue where he's like the captain of the Juilliard football team and he's just absolutely pummeling these like waifs like these like very very <laughs> slender men. <laughs> I'm glad he was able to find a middle ground between his two passions. He also is a lovely like- Disney sentiment. He went to like some community college near Stanford when he's going to Berkeley. Right. Does the book, I didn't get this far, does the book name drop the colleges as much? Because that's what's so weird is like this movie is very obsessed with name dropping not only the colleges they're applying to, but like Coach Bolton is going through like the schedule for 
the basketball yes, season. He's talking yes, about Tulane and things. The exact, exact same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Trinity is is name dropped. Yeah, it's like the fully. Um, speaking of the book, uh, another change just because there's only like four changes total another change is that there's a lot more jimmy content you know jimmy yeah. the, oh, the sophomore of course that i know jimmy Troy. the rocket the rocket man there is something that could never be put into this movie <laughs> and and have it be released with a g rating which is that uh jimmy is selected to take the court ali do you know what i'm gonna say here yeah yes i think so but keep talking Jimmy is selected to take the court in that game, like at the end when they're trying to make a comeback. And he is so excited that in he like tears like his towel off or whatever that he's got over his shoulder. And the book says, and he was so excited his entire jersey came off. Wow. New I mean, Jimmy I mean, showing up in the book. But they, I am surprised this movie got a G given the amount of shirtless teen boys are in it. I that guy front has underarm hair. It's very adult. He has and very in all hot. three movies, but I just well, I under- just noticed it in this one. I guess the first yeah, one, I guess- they, Marco, the first one they glued it on. Right. <laughs> I just, I guess, I don't know what makes a G rating. Obviously, the Motion Picture Association is not known for being consistent, but I feel like these movies would could be PG and would not suffer any change to their demographic or audience i mean what in this movie would make it pg i guess like there's no kissing there's no there's talk kissing. of there's, there's, there's kissing. a little kissing there's kissing there's a little there's kissing. as well there's One some gyrations no kissing there's sexy dancing but there's never a point when troy and gabriella are like do you think we should do it like they never like i mean they've already done it very i think it's canonical they have had sex do you think i disagree think so? with that. I feel like no, at just the end of the first movie i think they you're insane. No, I think it, they at least are. They, I don't want to get too into it. I think they've at least gone a little farther than first base in the first movie when he shows up at her balcony and she's in her little juicy couture. Tra- Am I just insane? You're they, insane. They share You're a insane. look. Yeah, and then this the next is day, wrong. They are gyrating. They're like looking at each other from across while they're painting. Am I the only person who watched the movie the correct way? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Marco, <laughs> Marco, this says like ext- these, these movies have extreme like you know christians who are very very horny and and do very horny things to each other but will not have sex energy like by three they're making out nonstop, and probably some boob touching is happening but i really don't feel like they get a lot further than that these are wholesome kids maybe too wholesome you know i feel like they're waiting for marriage that's the that's sort of the energy you know or like christmas vacation our freshman year of college is not is my feeling well, Sharpay in this movie is suddenly like an object of desire. Yeah. Because in the first two, she's, she's not, not popular at all. But like every boy in school is lusting after her. Even though she has Zeke right there. I have a question. Yes. Yes. About the book. So in the musical prom sequence, she and Zeke are paired up. Do they go to prom together? Is that confirmed in the book? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think because. I think maybe it isn't confirmed, but it's not confirmed in such a way that confirms it for me. Like she asks, he asks her to the prom. It's not really followed up on. Everybody seems happy with it. So it must have happened. Does that make sense? Oh, good. Okay, good. I'm really rooting for Zeke and Sharpay, to be honest. I want them to make it work, you know. 
I mean, where is Zeke going to college? Cornell. Is he? They're Cornell? They're into pretty good schools, I'm going to be frank. Yale, Cornell, <laughs> Stanford. I mean, I get it with Taylor McKessie getting to Yale and Gabriella getting into Stanford. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone else was going to, I don't want to, to U of A, to some fictional school they make up. It feels like Zeke should get to go to like a culinary institute. Like he should be pursuing that, right? Right. Right. Allie, I I assume you don't really have a point of reference for this as this is the first junior novel you've ever read. But just so you know, these photos in the middle of the book, we often talk about the photos. They're pretty damn good as far as these novelizations go. These are like to me. And what makes them good for you? Because we have a mix. We have color photos. There's Ooh, a mix photo of montage. sort of photoshopped photo montages and actual mm-hmm. stills from the film. Right. Oh, nice. But I, they keep the maroon background, which is just a very appealing color. And it's kind of, I honestly, it's just a very deep maroon. Uh, it, it, and I think it, it works really well. It's like a very calming center, uh, mm. center pack of glossies. And almost every photo is sort of like... Um, conveying these people love each other. I don't know. It it was emotionally pitch perfect for the experience <laughs> of reading the book, I thought. And my question is about junior novel. Why would this be called, and again, pardon my ignorance, a junior novel as opposed to just a novel? I don't understand the junior novel. I don't get what that means. I don't know if it has to do with the font size. <laughs> I think junior novels are written for an audience of People of the ages between like eight and 13. Okay. Sometimes they veer a little younger. Sometimes they know they don't veer older than that. Then they just become normal books, but they're shorter. They're simplified. They're written in a way that is like aimed at young readers as opposed to being aimed at adults. And they have pictures. Yeah. I think Marco's explanation makes a lot of sense too. It's like, if you're specifically looking for something where like your, your kid can't read, you know, a normal book because the print's too small. It's like, well, surely this is curated towards my developing child, you know? Sure. So I have a question. Uh, we touched earlier on your exposure to the series, the number bet on it in High School Musical 2 probably being your cultural touchstone. The yeah. bet on it equivalent in High School Musical 3, Scream, which is a, is what, I mean, again, we talk about, you, you feel the budgets to a detriment. I think the musical numbers are all really well done. In terms mm-mm. of how they're filmed. I mean, yes. Yes and mm-mm. Yes and mm-mm. And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Um, and we'll move past that. But I mean, Scream is so good. Yes. Yeah, Revolving hallway. It, You're theater, welcome, Mr. Nolan. Amazing. How is that described <laughs> in the novel? Because most of the things you can, you know, now or never, they're just playing basketball. Other songs, Troy and Gabriella have a conversation. They sing about how much they like each other. How do you write scream into a novelization do they even try to attempt that i'm trying to find it i i can't even remember where it happens i mean this this junior novel really does just sort of skip over a lot, a lot. of the musical like the the one in the junkyard which the boys are back that's that shot uh, when, when when I was watching High School Musical 3 and there's that shot of them pulling into the junkyard in the truck and the camera's like panning around the truck, I said out loud, I was like, 
this is a shot unlike anything we have seen in any of these films. <laughs> I had to look up the DP because I thought this guy's gone on to stuff. But he's doing like second unit on Marvel movies. So, you know, he's not, Bummer. he's not, does not have to, and he, it's the same guy who shot High School Musical 2. I, like, that's hmm. what I like about it is that it's clear the same people worked on all these movies. This had a $5 million higher budget than the last one. It's all on the screen. They put every cent into making the costumes better, the look better, while still using the same locations, the same people, the same songwriting teams. And I just appreciate it. I think they did a great job. I love it. Made me cry. Allie, as... That's true. The As a high school musical fan throughout your, your life, where does this one rank? How would you how would you rank the three? Okay, how would I rank the three? Just in terms of quality, I I would probably rank. I do think I I that's tough. I think how about enjoyment? Because I feel like there it's right. it's indisputable that the third is the highest quality in certain ways, right? Sure, 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 sure. That's true. I think enjoyment wise, I think two. Uh, one, three. You guys don't feel, I mean, I completely agree. You guys don't feel that the, that three has this like center section that just doesn't have enough bombastic songs. There's a lot of slow stuff in three. There's a lot of ballads. Right. I mean, I think despite being the best of the series, two is actually the slowest for me. And maybe it's because I watched the Disney plus version that has the terrible Huma Huma sequence. That just slows it down to a halt. But that I is way used to too be long. A, yeah, yeah, and that was not in the movie when it came out. They cut what? that and they added it back in. Interesting. Oh, they. I remember that sequence wow. very clearly. So, uh, it's to it's be fair the, though, I did own High School Musical two on DVD. It was on and the watched DVD. it a lot. It so was. I guess I saw it yeah. there. <laughs> I feel like I was always a two one three person, and I will say. I don't even know it's about the the slowness of the songs. I think the songs in the first one are better pound for pound than the songs in the third one. But I think the numbers are better in three in a lot of ways. Like you can't beat the iconicness of we're all in this together in terms of that choreography and everything and like the everything about it. But I just really feel like I appreciate how much effort was taken to making a number like I want it all work and stuff like that that I – Three and two, one are sort of like this. This run through that I did in the last week, three was my second favorite, and that's never been the case before. So I think it just sort of those first one and third one are always going to ebb and flow in their placement for me. Yeah, I, what a thing I like in three is that they're reprising a lot of musical numbers as character themes too. Like you get Sharpay shows up and you get like a little bit of fabulous, and you're like, oh yeah, two was great. And they're using We're All in This Together musically throughout. And they're like reprising some of this stuff. So you get to the end and you're like, wow, this this whole franchise has culminated oh, yeah. for me. When they are and staring at the good. camera at the very end. And they clearly did some sort of thing where they were like, it's the last day of shooting. And like Kenny Ortega is probably telling them how much he loves them off camera. Because <laughs> they're all genuinely crying and it's beautiful. Like it works. It hits. It tugs at the heartstrings. It really does. I mean, I just briefly was like, I cried at three. I did. It moved my heart. And not just that I have like a lot of nostalgia for it. And like when right here, right now started, I was like, ah, you know, like 
kind of like lost it. But then when Troy and Gabriella have their like emotional prom moment where he like jumps out of a tree, I was like, oh, my good friends, Troy and Gabriella. <laughs> like it works. It's good. Like the emotions are there. I'm so thrilled that Ryan gets to go to Juilliard. He deserves it so much. He really you know, does. like the payoff for all these characters really works for me in three. Two is the best one, period. End of story. Three for me, though, like the production quality is so high. The emotional payoffs really work for me. Scream is like one of the best, straight up a great song. And then one in comparison, looking back on it, feels really amateur. <laughs> like, and it is in a lot of ways. Like it's cheap and Zach Efron isn't allowed to do his own singing. Yeah. And that gives the whole movie a weird tone. No, they didn't think he could do it. And so they blended his voice with a different guy. So he sounds weird as hell. You can you can definitely tell it's not him in that first movie. It sounds strange. Yeah, especially because now we know what his voice sounds like. I think the problem with the first movie in that regard is High School Musical was written. Clearly, they wrote some songs, but they did not tailor it to their cast. And they happened upon a really amazing cast of people. But not only are the 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 Troy songs really high in that every guy is belting way too high in the first movie and the girl rangers are weird there are parts of gabriella's songs where i think it's pretty clear they brought in another vocalist to hit some of her low notes like it's the second one is where they really realize we have this cast let's actually write a movie around them and that's what makes songs like i don't dance so compelling is that they have corbin blue who really doesn't have a lot to do in the first movie Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, Corbin's super talented. So is, you know, uh, Lucas Graveal. Lucas Graveal. Let's actually have them do a number together and emphasize their own talents. And they, they do a lot more of that in the second one and even more in the third one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why those two feel better because not only are the actors finding the characters, but the filmmakers and choreographers and everyone are tailor- tailoring it more to what they have and what their talents are, which is great. Yeah. The second you will immediately you look, will like go to YouTube and watch know. a clip. And you'll be like, yeah. "Whoa, that's yeah. not his voice." It is no, it, it's the shocking. guy who wrote "Get Your Head in the Game." Really, Drew Seeley. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's a fine voice, but it is not Zac Efron's voice. Hannah Blackman, I'm getting really stringent about this. Okay, I'm not letting us fudge it anymore. <laughs> in the okay. format of the authorized minisode, the crumb. You are only allowed to say whether you would hard or soft recommend or do not recommend. In this case, since you didn't read the book, hearing us talk about this book. Book, soft don't recommend, movie hard recommend. (laughs) Amazing. Andrew Marco, same. You don't uh, even have to finish the question. Ditto. Ditto on Hannah. Ditto. (laughs) Ali Freed, you are walking down the street and you are able to recommend or not recommend this book with the modifiers hard or soft and whichever one you choose won't affect your day very much which one do you choose soft don't recommend the book soft don't recommend somebody do it for me andrew yeah thanks over b yes hi you are a high school basketball star okay he is tall so this would work would you um Hard, soft, recommend, not recommend, High School Musical 3, senior year, the junior novelization to the rest of your basketball team. This is a hard do not recommend. Uh, it's not It's not a trash book, but it's it's just not, I wouldn't ever recommend it. Um, Allie Freed. Yes. Are you hireable 
as a as an actor? I'd like to think so. Okay, great. And where can people go to contact you or to contact whoever does that? Oh, sure. I didn't even know what you were talking about. You can feel free. I have a website. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? I have a website, um, alliefree.com. That's A-L-L-I-E-F as in Frank, R-E-E-D at uh, alliefree.com. Yeah, it'll it'll be in the episode title as well, so check that out. Um, we're, we'll be seeing Allie again very soon. I'm not going to say for what movie, but I basically said do one you like and then do one that no one wants to do. So get ready. Well, Allie, thank you uh, so much for coming on. Really thank appreciate you. it. My pleasure. To our uh, to to our listeners, of course, uh, this is once again the authorized Crumb format, so. Please do follow the crumb to the next episode, and here it is. Later that night, when Aqua, Doe, and Chanel finally returned to the villa, Juanita and Dorothea broke the bad news. What do you mean Galleria is leaving? Chanel cried. Is this true? Good night. (laughs) 